0: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries. And she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. Hi, friends. Annie here from Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective with wit and wisdom. I cannot forget that. <laughs> I have such a cool friend in our audience that was rolling into Vegas and was stopping by to say hello to us on our set. My friend Shug is here from Minnesota. Even though you don't live there anymore. Not anymore. Florida. Now you live in Florida. Yeah. But I want to share, uh, you share with everyone. I don't even need to do your bio because we talked about it last time. Yeah. But for people that did not tune in last week, tell us about you are a speaker, you have a radio show. What else? So I'm a radio host
1: of Him mm-hmm. for Her Radio, women's hot topics. And we talk about, similar to you, we talk about the hot topics of today through the lens of Christ. There's no topic off limits. Uh, we've done the Christian and Cannabis, you know, Hookers for Jesus. I mean, we love to cover all topics that are current and hot today. So please find us at himforher.org uh, or on any podcast played anywhere. Um, it first comes out on radio and then it goes on podcast after that. Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Um, But
0: to get to the fun stuff, I'm an evangelist. Yeah, you said there was some meaty stuff that you wanted to talk about. I
1: love sharing about Jesus to people. We we talked about you going in prisons. In prisons everywhere. Um, I've, I've been in prisons throughout the United States, throughout Africa. And, I and just, who asked you to go in the prison? And so uh, originally, God had. This has definitely been a calling that God called me into this. Uh, if you listen to the first show that we did together, uh, they'll hear how I got invited to, my first time into a prison, and I haven't left since. And I've watched how God has grown that, grown the team. I started my own ministry just for prison ministry. And you know, the thing that uh, really makes my heart beat is I go into both men's and women's prisons, mainly men's prisons in mm-hmm. Africa. And um, as I share, I watch people get so frustrated because um, they've said yes to Jesus, they're excited about their new future, they're in prison, they're sober, they're thinking straight for the first time and they've realized I've lost my kids, Right. I've lost my job, mm-hmm. I have no beginning, I have no end, I don't even know who I am anymore, and they're scared to death to leave prison. And I know people might think, oh, well, they're in prison, they need to be there. Hey, I'm all about, you do the crime, you do the time. But where are we when they come out of prison? They've done their time. Mm-hmm. As a society, as a Christian, we need to come alongside them and give them a second chance. And not, not a handout, but a hand up, mm-hmm. so that we can show them and give them an opportunity
0: to be the women God created them to be. Right. So tell me about like the first, you know, times that you started going into prison, the changes that you would see in the women, like, how did your heart get touched? Because I know me personally with, uh, with our ministry and and we have a little bit of similarity in that is that going in there, I literally felt like I was putting on my Cinderella shoes, Mm -hmm. my slippers, because it felt like I was supposed to be there. It -hmm. was so definitely like rock solid, like this is where you're supposed to be, where part of the Places that I've called you is in the place where there's women that are locked up that need to hear yeah. truth, but they need to hear that there's hope for them, yeah. that this is not the end, uh-huh. you know, and that necessarily a lot of it with with us is the women that we talk to. A lot of them are in there because it started with a the simple theft, or it started with solicitation mm-hmm. for prostitution, and it or loitering, and then it led into ripping off a car. Mm-hmm. It led into serious domestic violence where they hurt someone mm-hmm. uh, it led into drug dealing it led into sex trafficking a sex trafficking ring mm-hmm. and then ultimately murder right yeah.
1: you know the majority of women who are incarcerated have been Um, sex trafficked in one way or another uh, the majority have and you can you know it's different to to go into a jail versus going into a prison you go into a prison they're going to be uh you know it's a felony that they're going to be there a year or longer right Uh, there are lifers that are there as well Uh, but a statistic a lot of people don't realize is 95 percent you know there's 2.2 million people incarcerated today 95 percent will get released and of that 95%, 75% will reoffend in mm-hmm. just three years. Right. In our own backyards. Right. But if you mentor them, if you come alongside them, if you give them a hope and an opportunity, that 75%, which will reoffend, drops to 8%. And when you look at the, ta- you know, if people are looking at taxpayer dollars, on average it's forty-five dollars to $50,000 per inmate per year uh, of your taxpayer dollars. But if we walk alongside them and mentor them, that drops all the way down to 8%. And I've seen some of the worst crimes committed by some women, and they come out and they become productive, wonderful citizens, reunited with their family and their kids, and they are living the life they want to live now. It's amazing.
0: Now, Now, when you go in there and share, do you share about you being arrested? and how you lived a crazy life when you were younger? You know, what I try to
1: do is I'm as real as possible. I have trouble going into a church or listening to a preacher or an evangelist or anybody who's who's just preaching the gospel or the good news and it doesn't relate to me. I'm like, I don't get that. I mean, you know, hey, I'm here, I've done that. I mean, God, God knows that I've done these kind of things. And yes, I was uh, arrested. Uh, praise God! My dad was teaching at the time uh, the police force <laughs> oh how to do gosh. basic maneuver driving. So he came in. Sorry, Dad. He came in and uh, and and talked him out of pressing charges. Uh, but there, was, you know, I was a big drug user, and you know that's what part kind of, of my life. That's using? that's part of my life that is done and over. I'm surprised I'm still alive. But what God has done is that He's been able to use that, turn my life around. Uh, And use it to help other people. And so when I go into prison, to answer that question, when I go into prison, what do I feel? What have I seen? How do I share? I get real with them. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to tell it like it is. You know, this is a world where God, I was in hell, I mean, God reached down in the depths of my sin and he pulled me out. And if it weren't for him, I'd probably be dead by now or definitely heading in that direction. Um, and so that's the thing that people need to know and understand, that there's a spiritual warfare going on here. Mm-hmm. For our battle is not against you and me, but it's against the spiritual forces of evil. And he wants to try to take us down, try to strangle us, try to take us away. But it's Jesus and what he did for us on the cross and the love he has for us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a time, Annie, I don't go into prison or any, or speak anywhere, um, where I don't go outside and talk to God. What exactly do you want me to say? Mm -hmm. You know who's going to be there. You know their heartache. You know where they've been. I need to have your words, God, not mine. And every single time he says, with a breeze, gently, gentle breeze going by, tell Mm them I love them.
0: Mm I love them so much. Right. A lot of people don't know that. They think God's judging them. Mm -hmm. And we have some very judgmental, terrible Christians that are cruising around on social media, you know, maybe in your face talking about, well, you're going to go to hell. You're Mm -hmm. this, you're that. Turn Mm -hmm. or burn. And that's just not, that's not good news. No. Or they're doing it to put a a Christianity notch on their belt. It's just, it's very unattractive. It's like very, I I cannot stand legalism. Mm -hmm. And any frame of legalism and and you know to me jesus didn't come to me like that yeah he came to me the most humble beautiful uh he was soft-spoken with me he was he was everything i Mm -hmm. expected him to be and more Mm -hmm. it was never this you're a bad girl yeah you would you know it was always like i've loved you this whole time Mm -hmm. i've never uh, forgotten you? Yeah. I've always thought about you. Uh, I've I've been following you. Like I've been with you. My angels have been with you. You know, it's like yeah. I didn't realize all this. Yeah. But uh, I I wanted to ask you because you know you evangelize and you go into the prisons, but and that's this is where maybe the legalism can kind of be swept under the rug. But you have degrees, and if you brought your degrees in, only. Without the spiritual factor, yeah. what would that look like? Yeah. So,
1: what degrees do you so have? A degree, a degree in education and a degree in public speaking. I never, you know, communications is what it was called, and I never thought I'd be using it for God's glory. <laughs> you uh, thought you, you know, were to do what? <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd get paid. Yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. I want to teach yeah. how to do corporate
0: business. Yeah, in education, and
1: I did work for Control Data for quite a while, and mm-hmm. you know, I I was the top salesperson. What's control Data. I, control Data was in Minneapolis at the time, and they were a big. Um, mainframe computer-type organization. I helped them with all of their payroll and accounting. I'd sell to Fortune 500 companies. But, you know, God takes, you know, that three Ps I talked about in the first show, your personality, your passion fulfills God's purpose for your life. God wired me this way. Mm -hmm. And once you finally pay attention to who created you, then He can take it and work amazing miracles in your life. Um, And so I'm not selling product
0: I'm sharing about Jesus. How, how does someone know about that, Dolshuk? If you walk into the prison and you said what you just said, they're going to be like, "What are you talking about? I'm locked up. Yeah, I, I don't even know how to get to. I don't even know how to get to Jesus. I don't even. I don't even know how I got here. Yeah, I did all these crimes and I'm locked up now. How do you reach someone like that? Now I'm putting you on the spot. Now
1: no, I love it. You know what the <laughs> first thing is. You gotta get over yourself. Yeah. You don't be too serious. You gotta be your personality. You gotta Mm -hmm. tell it like it is. If anybody's out there, they're thinking, well, I'd like to be able to do this. You know, God calls you to Mm -hmm. this. And when he calls you to this, it's not my burden. It's his. It's God who works through me, who gives me the message. You know, one time I came into a prison, there were thousands of faces in Africa. And I, I, it was almost like a Where's Waldo? And I couldn't bring cameras in at the time because I was, uh not permitted and so i'm in there and i didn't want to forget the moment and I'm which is most prisons by the way yeah and i'm looking up and i'm looking at all the faces and all i can hear in my heart is how much god loves them what can i tell them because exactly they're living on top of each other it's a terrible environment here in the united states as well they feel they've been forgotten and left at the door by god why would he even bother
0: with me we can say god loves them but what do we do about that so like, what they'd love to hear God loves you but then they're asking you are you helping me yeah so right th- so this is I'll give you a small example to
1: answer that question if I could I was in um, prison and I couldn't see a lot of the people in the back because was. And where was this and this was in uh, Rwanda okay and so I couldn't see a lot of the people in the back and it was all men and I stood up on this pedestal so they all could see me and I had a microphone so they could hear me and I have a very loud voice when I share and I was talking about something, and all the and it was a super hot day. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, if we could just have some clouds. <sighs> there were clouds. Mm-hmm. No kidding. And then as I'm sharing with the, the listeners, I felt this breeze, and it was a hot, hot day, like Vegas here. Mm-hmm. And this soft breeze comes through. And I closed my eyes, and I asked all of the men there, I said, can you feel that? Can you feel that gentle breeze on your face? I said, that's God kissing you. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. He has not forgotten you. And when I opened up my eyes, all these men were crying Mm -hmm. and they were lifting their hands up to surrender their lives. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, that's where the first step is. Mm -hmm. You gotta know there's a God that loves you, that He's there, He's waiting just for you to turn and invite Him into your heart. And the prayer is simple. It's their own prayer. I mean, I had a pathetic prayer the first time I said yes to Jesus. And so, once they invite Jesus in their heart, then they look for opportunities and ways to get to know Him better. And I had passed out Bibles at the time and I said, if you can read, please read to others. Don't interpret. Let the Holy Spirit do it. And allow God to speak to their hearts. And there was one uh, time I came back to the same prison and Some of the people who said yes to Jesus were now leading Bible studies inside Mm -hmm. of the prison. Wow. You know, it doesn't matter where we are, Annie. We can be locked up in our own souls and our own homes in a Mm -hmm. suburb. They're locked up in prison. We can have our own prisons. You all know that. Right. You know, that we live in. But it starts with surrender asking God yeah. into your heart, yeah. getting to know Him, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether you read the Bible, whether you uh, go to, uh, li- you know, listen to gospel music, you know, something. Just allow God to speak to you. Just talk
0: to Him daily. It's super yeah. simple. You know what? I mean, people would think, like, you have to do this special prayer. No. no. Do you know what my prayer was? Help me. Yes. Help me, Jesus. Mm. That's it. Powerful. I didn't say, come in my heart. Uh-huh. Honestly, I just said, help me. Yeah. And He just went, boom. Mm. And I'm telling you, just to make it very simple, yeah, even if it is to say, "Come in my heart, Jesus, I want to know you. Yes, Jesus, be my Savior. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I don't know how to get out of this mess, but you do. Mm-hmm. Show me the way. yeah, help me see the way because I'm blinded right now and I cannot see a way out of this big mess that I feel like I've created, yeah. you know, and uh, I think uh people can relate to that, right? Well, the women that. in prison,
1: when I share that, they want to turn their lives around, and that's why I started Him for Her Ministries. The mentorship portion
0: mm-hmm.
1: was because I. Would and so watch. that's what you do now. You come alongside. Yes, we we, we do all. Uh, there's four initiatives, which is the radio course of speaking, prison ministry. We go in and share, and then mentoring. And really, I think the heartbeat of all this is mentoring.
0: So when they get out, what happens?
1: So what we do with the way the program works is that they apply if they want to be part of him for her mentoring, they apply. Uh, we have it all laid out for them. Then we assign a mentor, a female, mm-hmm. to come in. We're always looking for mentors. Uh, and people say, what are my qualifications? Well, do you love Jesus? Have you invited him into your heart? Boom. You're bringing your experience mm-hmm. in. We train our mentors monthly. Mm-hmm. We walk alongside them as a team. And then that person goes into prison, works with their mentee. And this is what makes us so unique. They bring the information out. I need a job. I need housing. I, I, I want to figure out how to get, re, uh, you know, connected with my kids. That mentor brings that out to our team. And our team gets to work. Yeah. And then they bring back options to this mentor. And we work with them up to six months prior to release. And up to two years after their release. Yeah, so
0: you get them prepared to get out. Yeah, and the that, challenge was, this was the hardest part. Too. This was hard
1: to do, to yeah. work with the Department of Corrections. Oh my gosh, sure. I got double degrees. I had to fill out more paperwork and work through oh. more loops and hoops <laughs> just to get, this called continual mentorship. Right. And there's only a few organizations that are able to do it. And what we're trying to do now, what, what God's really pulling on my heart to do, is that we have seen such success stories, like the worst of the worst. People, you know, I would never take on, some people say, well, I'll never take on an." arsonist or i'll never take on a sex offender well we do Mm -hmm. because jesus would
0: i mean and that's it and that's it it's and and i and i have to say this and i don't want to put kibosh in anything but even murderers like oh oh, yeah like he he helps
1: everybody Mm -hmm. and we have several Mm -hmm. that we have mentored and Mm -hmm. it's not that you have to be tough to be able to do this you have to have compassion mm-hmm. to know there's a second
0: chance. And we do walk alongside with you in and, this. And a lot of it's trauma. Mm-hmm. you know. At, we only have like eight minutes left. Okay. A lot of it's, I believe, with a lot of the offenders, um, mm-hmm. it's trauma that's unresolved that they've never. And now it it's is. manifesting into drug abuse and mm-hmm. then theft and then all of a sudden, you know, violence and gangs and they want to be part of something and now they're just uh, offending Mm -hmm. and they're breaking all these laws and it all stems from they're not getting their needs met as a child yeah and it's really sad because these Mm -hmm. are these are little kids as adults Mm -hmm. a lot of them they're little kids inside and on their application how do we expect them to help to help them if we don't understand that portion right you have to and people think well you're an adult you figure it out no, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. The brain doesn't get fully developed until about the age of 25, and if it never was developed, and you now you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s, yeah, what? How do you help somebody, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can show them the way to do it, but if there's no root core piece, yeah, and for me, it's always been my Jesus. Yeah, you know, amen. He heals that heart that's so he broken does. and that's so traumatized from. the the sexual abuse our first meeting
1: when they come in after they filled out an application they've been accepted to the program Mm -hmm. is they're scared Mm -hmm. to meet with us and then when they realize why we're there and the purpose of it you can just see that relief that comes over them and we have some women who have left prison who had no chance no opportunity and now they have jobs they're reconnected with their kids one of our mentees just bought her first house And it's just such a blessing to see how God does that in their lives.
0: When someone just comes along and gets a love thing, right? Right. Now, what happens if someone did the two-year program with you after? Uh And have they ever, you know, gotten in trouble again? And then they called you back up and said, Sugar, I need help again. And I'm really sorry I messed up. I mean, obviously you guys just don't dump them and say, well, your two years are up, buddy or girlfriend. uh, We're not going to help you. We don't we don't have funding. No. Or do you say, you know what? Yeah, you can come along. We'll come alongside you again. We
1: absolutely do. Uh, We haven't had many. We've had good success. That's great. uh, Which I love because they want to change. Yeah. Uh, They walk alongside. Now, we've we've had some of them drift and they come back. Sure. But uh, it's been very successful. It's not a hundred percent by any means, but we are there. Yes. We're there. What would Jesus do? That's what we're trying to do. Of course, He's not going to reject him. Um, and
0: we do. We try our best to come alongside them, no matter what their situation. Yeah, and that's the message. Like I, I get irritated with you know you know people doing ministry and maybe churches as well, and I don't want to throw everyone mm-hmm. under one blanket because. Definitely, that's not mm-hmm. uh, what we're supposed to do because there are people out there that are helping others mm-hmm. in, to such a great degree. But there's some places that they just don't. We talked about this earlier. They don't want to help the ones that are locked up yeah. or the ones that have, let's say, been sex trafficked mm-hmm. or been they were gang members, let's mm-hmm. say. Why do you think that is? I think it's what's, fear of the unknown. Like, what's the
1: what's blocking all of this? I think it's first of all the enemy. Trying to tell you no, don't go there, you know, and too and, dangerous. Yeah, and, and God They'll rip you off. If God's got your heart you going know, like this they'll hurt you. If if you're listening and God's got your heart beating, you know that He's calling you to this. Um, whether it be uh through Annie uh in the pink chair and through Hookers for Jesus, or it be through him for her uh mentoring, God's calling you, so you gotta pay attention to that. And then the second thing is we train, we come alongside him, but to answer that question as well, it's fear of the unknown. It's the enemy. No, I'm not going to do it. But if you feel called to it, I mean, follow it because God calls us to that. You know, He's got, I didn't want to go into prison right away. I, I mean, if you heard the first show, I talked about how difficult it was for me to first go in. But God calls us to that. But the amazing thing is, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. I love women in prison and out, and there's nowhere else I'd rather be.
0: Yeah, so in church, and the percentages of people that start serving Christ, mm-hmm. they say that only only ten percent actually do the work. Yeah. You I believe that to these, be true? Yeah, probably. I probably I would guess. So would, how do we change that, Shug? You know what, friends, and
1: I'm gonna get bold. I if I mean, could come just on, for a minute. It's
0: you get a hundred <clears throat> people sitting in the seats hearing the sermon, only ten people are doing something. Yeah. Why why is the ninety people why are they not doing anything? Yeah. Because yeah. to me, they really haven't really fathomed what jesus has done Mm
1: -hmm. i you know first of all you gotta wonder are you truly saved you know, I got to ask myself. There's some people who come in and their hearts are hardened. Oh, how about and this, they're just they selfish. They listen just for a moment. Maybe they're selfish. Living their selfish life. Yeah, exactly. But the great thing about him for her mentoring is that we get a chance to use our past, to use our experience. You don't, you know, you don't have to be a stellar scholar. You don't have to know a ton of scripture. You just got to love one another. And God's called you to that. Please find us. Please look it up. We need, of course, donations. Mm-hmm. We're five hundred one c three. Yeah, what's the uh, website? and it's himforher.org, okay. H-I-M number four, her.org. But what I really wanna do is I want to train churches to do what we've already done in your own communities. We'll come alongside you mm-hmm. and look us up at himforher.org um, and we'll help you train your church, train your mentors, work with the prisons so that we can do this mentoring for all prisons in every city. This is what we need to do. And it's a unique program where we use the village approach. And uh, that's really where my heart beats. What are we doing to help women leaving prison? They're scared to death to go out and we're just sitting on our duff in our living room or on our sofa and we're not helping women.
0: Well, how about this? You, you just throw them in an all for one housing program and then just give them the keys to it and say, there you go. You got your food, your shelter, you yeah. know, there you go. And. They're, it's not helping them. It's you, the one-on-one. You you, you you don't help someone by just putting them in another no. prison. No, out of sight, out of mind. Because they're still now stuck in their mind. Like I'm still in prison, mm-hmm. but now I, all my food's paid for. This is great. I'm at a party now. Mm-hmm. That's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in that, and that's why having a mentorship program mm-hmm. to help people get out of that place and to get healed and get the and there's a lot of women who want to change and they yeah. don't know how. And the counseling is really important too. By yeah. the way, it is like it's. It, that's something that's missing with a lot of different, uh, I think the jail and the prison ministries yeah. is having the counselors come in there and talk mm-hmm. to them. So we the work with that therapists.
1: Need we have a therapist program that we work with as well as we have a scholarship program. That's great. To help women further their education mm-hmm. if they want to get a trade or go back to school. Um, and so we're just trying our best to get the love thing right. And
0: yeah, and I hope that you get more volunteers God. and I hope that you get more people serving. And, yeah. and, and and you guys, please, you know, I want to just, ask you to go to Shug's website, himforher.org, mm-hmm. with the four, number four, four. Yeah, because she's looking for people like you. Yes, you watching, sitting on your television, listening with your iPods or whatever you're listening, maybe you're in your car right now. We need you. She needs people. We need people, obviously, for her, because you're Jesus too, but it's you that's going to make that difference, but your heart has to want to do it. Yeah. You know, make a difference in someone else's life. Um, you know, your purpose is laid out
1: by God ahead of time and he's just waiting for you to surrender to him. Why sit in battle? Why sit in struggle? You know, why allow Satan to have your life when you can be when you can rise up in Christ and be victorious? And that's what he's done in my life, and that's what he's done with the women in our program.
0: Amen. Shook, thank you so much for coming on Pink Chair. It's been great to have you. God bless you.